What's up, my fellow lionesses and lions? Welcome to the Project Lioness podcast. We are here to disrupt the mainstream narrative when it comes to health, holism, and human consciousness. We are here to share bold truths about health and life from a female perspective. This episode is brought to you by our team, Inspire Co., where we stand for your health being inspired by choice rather than being inhibited by chance. Thank you for being here and joining in on these raw, real, and powerful conversations. We hope our show brings you inspiration and empowerment to overcome challenges, reclaim your life, and ultimately pursue your mission with power, purpose, and play. Now, let's get into the episode. Hit it. Here we are. Hit it. Oh, we're recording. I Project Lioness. Let's go. Episode one. Olive is laying on no. Ashley's lap. Oh. Oh. We are here with animals, of course, because it's the Project Lioness podcast. So, of course, I don't know if you can see it in the video. Maybe not, but Ashley I'm being has- accosted Olive. by an adorable dog right now. Olive, lay down. down. We are here today with... Olive, the sheepadoodle. Oh, she's yes. a Saint Bernoodle. She's so cute. Oh, you're good. We still love you. Yeah, yeah. right okay. here is good. Just relax. Cool. Hello, everyone. This is Project Linus. If you're listening, this is Dr. Mel, and I'm Jespy and Ashley Collins, and we are here in our first episode in this beautiful space, and yes. we want to talk about what the hell we're doing. Yeah. And yes, we're going to swear on this podcast. This is an explicit podcast. Yes. Yeah, this is sure. an explicit, raw, real, bold podcast to have real conversations about what it's like to be a woman in the culture, what it's like to be a leader. And we are here today to talk about why why we're doing this. Yeah. So why does Project Linus exist? I'm going to do, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop the first F-bomb. This has been a really fucking long time in the making, especially for Mel. Yes. And then Ashley came into the picture, and then it, then me, and it was just, we're excited to be here. I think I was supposed to drop something about, about Project Linus, like a course in 2020, and then the world yeah. exploded. Yep. <laughs> and then I think it was more of a timing of the people, and then the right people showed up, which is magnetism. Um, I can jam on this first for me, you know, what I stand for and why... I want to birth this into the world is I stand for empowering women, empowering myself. Um, I did not necessarily grow up with the leaders that I maybe needed in some of the trauma that I was moving through. And while my parents did a great job, the coaches I had did a great job, there was still a part of me inside that felt like I just wanted to scream and be like heard and seen in like all the shit that I was processing. And through my own personal healing, you know, I really stand for a world where we can be authentic and we can be bold and you can also live a life of coherence and harmony. And to me, what like the lioness, and I'm curious what you two, when you think about Project Lioness, and you too, Olive, (laughs) you're a lion. Um, When I think about the lioness energy, what I love about lionesses is they're collaborative and they work together like the female pride goes out and they hunt and they are vicious and 
ferocious while at the same time they take care of each other and they take care of their young and so many people I see talking about like these animals right like the lion or the jaguar and while it's cool to have that embodiment of an animal a lot of those animals operate in solo like jaguars hunt alone yes and I feel like lionesses are like we work together and we can love each other and love our kids and like play and have fun but when time and like shit comes to shit, like we can be bold and like take some shit down and like conquer our own Fierce. inner shit. Yes. I would also say lionesses are like the perfect balance of like feminine masculine energy. Yes. Yeah. Right? They're like, so they work together and they're feeding off each other's emotions, but they're also really systematic about how they go about it. And they're also really protective and yeah, and loyal. Yes. To each other. I love that. I love that. I I kept saying fierce because I'm like, in my head, like, we don't really allow women in the culture to be fierce, right? There's a very, like, we love to throw out bitch at women who are powerful or Mm. who even just, like, set boundaries. And we have this really negative take on any woman that shows that, what we typically call masculine behaviors. But I think that's kind of like a, I don't know, that's a trope that we live into in the society, I think, Mm -hmm. personally. I agree. Um, But I'm, I mean, I'm beyond tickled to be here. Um, This was something else before it was, I know, tickled. They always make fun of me. I (laughs) I say tickled. I don't know. Um, This was going to be a project before we were thinking like, is it going to be classes or courses or how are we going to do this? Because all three of us has been like just itching to be advocates of women as well as ourselves for such a long time. Um, I grew up not really like knowing what... I always thought it was like taboo to want to look at myself separate as a woman, right? You're like, oh, like, and if you did, it was always the stereotypical stuff. It was the women that um, do the cooking and the cleaning. I mean, I grew up in a household where my mom worked full time, but also made all of our meals and also did all the laundry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So as I grew up, it took, it took honestly, like seeing what I didn't want to be as a woman to make me realize what I did, I guess, Mm -hmm. because there's so few, um, examples I guess in Mm -hmm. in the regular world of a woman just being authentically powerful and herself without sort of shying away to the culture Mm -hmm. so boom yeah already (laughs) ash dropping (laughs) dropping bombs yeah and I would say I grew up in an extremely religious household Mm -hmm. I grew up with so many systems and procedures like in place from like the community of what they expected me to be like that I didn't even really have a chance to fully recognize what I was or what I could be because it was just like ingrained for me from the time that I was a child like Mm -hmm. these were the expectations of a woman in this kind of a community and then I went to an all-girls private catholic school that's a trip. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> and that there was some really great things, right? Like right. getting comfortable with being around feminine energy. However, there was no balance in it and it was dramatic and it was really hard. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of trauma that came from that, but also like there wasn't like powerful women, mm-hmm. right? There was like women teaching about like docility and all of this stuff. And a woman who like, like subordination. Yeah. And yeah. Or like yeah. somebody who was right. like, I I remember a teacher telling me that she was a born again virgin because she knew that her like future husband would want a virgin of a wife and I was already sexually active. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? By the way, 
you know, we're already getting raw and real with y'all on this podcast and that's what this is going to be about. That's what these conversations are going to be about. So thank you for both of you for just yeah. like cracking it open um, because we're here to talk about the things that are probably like taboo or that have felt maybe taboo to you to actually talk about. And we right. want to give you permission to have a voice in that as well. So thanks, Jess. Keep yeah. going. I love it. And so <laughs> I think the really cool transition in this was that I was like, oh, I'll be a wife one day. So I went to college where my boyfriend went to college. And I was mm -hmm. like, we're going to be together forever. And like, I'm going to do your laundry. I don't even <laughs> do my own laundry. So I don't know what the <laughs> hell I was thinking. But um, then I had like this transition and I ended up leaving college and going back to a college. And I chose to go back to an all girls college. Interesting. But it was different than my high school experience because this college was run by like outspoken, powerful women Almost to the point of like extreme pendulum swing the other way oh. where that's like you've gone too far into and I don't want to say anybody goes too far, but it's like, you know, you have the pendulum swing. It's like overcorrection. Yeah, it's just like an, an extreme edge of oscillation, right? Yeah. Like you want to have feminine and masculine, which we don't, you know, want this to be something that like men can't. Because there's a lot of groups of women who are like, men are evil or like masculine is evil. And right. like, that's not what this is. No. Right. And I think that, that that's the thing is like, it wasn't everybody at the, the new college that mm -hmm. was like that. It was that I gravitated towards that far swing, that overcorrection. Yeah. And I think the oscillation is what you're talking about. It's like swinging back and forth and trying to find that balance yeah. in what femininity is. So it took a long time, but here we are, 34 years old and just learning. And excited to be here. Yeah, we're always learning, right? Um, and that thank you for sharing kind of your upbringing. I know for me, I definitely swung towards the heavy masculine where I hung out with the boys all the time. Mm -hmm. I played sports. I had a lot of like anger and rage and it was common for me to, and I would even say it was like a healthy masculine. It was like probably a toxic masculine mm -hmm. Um so being able to tap into more of like the powerful feminine, because I think there's a notion of feminine that it, it's, it's not powerful. Like when people talk about feminine and masculine, it's like, no, the feminine is powerful. That's why I like the lioness is a representation of that within ourselves, because as like a, a lion that is quote unquote female or has maybe some more feminine energy we call it a lioness like they have to be fierce they have to be protective and loyal and so that's why I like the embodiment of that animal because to me that's what it represents within all of us is yeah. like we have this lioness energy where when you need to stand in your truth and say hey this isn't working for me anymore and let go of the outcome giving you all permission to do that as well. Um, and we'll be dropping those nuggets in throughout all of our episodes. But really, this is just to kind of like crack this open of what this is, what we are about to get to know us a little bit more. Um, I'm curious. It's funny. We lead this podcast. We even say like what we what what we do in the world as far as like creating oh, yeah. an impact. Who which, are we even? <laughs> yeah. But I also yeah. like that we didn't start because we no. so often identify with roles of like, like, I'm jobs. Dr. Mel right, and I'm right. a chiropractor and my name's Jess. So it's like, maybe let's offer some context, um, kind of the work we do to support this energy in the world. Yeah. And I feel like this is a conversation you and I have a lot and yeah. Ashley too, but that often we're like, 
who are you? What do you do? And and then you just hear like surface level stuff. It's like stuff, a B&I commercial. No, like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like we're getting into the real stuff right away. Like I have religious trauma. <laughs> and I have sexual trauma. Same. You know. both. And by yeah, the way, exactly. yeah, we'll, we will talk about that in episodes. And while part of me is like trigger warning, also like, you know, be, be aware that these are things that I feel really called to talk about so that it's not taboo and we can be in those conversations and not be like trigger warning. Don't cancel us. At the same time, it's also important to recognize that if you do yourself feel a sense of trigger, I mm -hmm. know we don't really like to use that word, that that's, that's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable. It's okay to be saddened by our stories or even kind of so if you have whatever reaction you have is totally fine. Like we're not here to preach how you should feel no. about what we say. But again, at the same time, it's like just because you're uncomfortable, like that's okay. Like it's mm-hmm. okay. These are uncomfortable okay things we might talk about. Right. Yeah, exactly. That means like you're a human and you have emotions and you're maybe not numbed out. Exactly. And so we'll probably go into future episodes. We will go into future episodes yeah. um, about like our personal experience because I think it's important to hear our journey of religious trauma and what actually you personally went through down to like what was your emotional state sometimes in in your bedroom when maybe you were just crying or so angry because I think those are the raw real things that we don't talk about it's like yeah I had this thing happen and now I'm here it's like but what was it like for you to actually navigate those waves and I think when you can hear someone else work through that and like witness them in their own minus energy that gives you permission to like oh I can do it too so this like podcast is also a really big portal of permission yeah I was thinking yeah. at it like so many people tell their stories as I started at a and now z like there, you <laughs> like, never get where's the, the alphabet yeah like where's <laughs> the middle letters right like you never get the LMNOP version yeah. of of somebody's journey through something and I think we all want to be able to do that because again healing happens through those all the letters right mm-hmm. it's not just we go from a to b so yeah i feel like you're you're sitting at a z you're sitting at complacency right mm. i like yeah. that a lot yeah. yeah because again should we ever even really be at z like yeah. we should be growing it's a I, I just made up this alphabet <laughs> thing by the way so but that's fine it's a methodology like it. yeah ashley methodology <laughs> no it's a spiral sorry jess i think i interrupted you, you were saying i don't think so but you know we're talking about what i was crying over with religious trauma in my bedroom is because i wanted to masturbate but i thought i was going to hell so yeah there you go right pleasure <laughs> is very important for healing oh yeah, yeah. that will definitely i know we've talked about episodes we want to do about women experiencing pleasure and mm-hmm. how that's not you know, like the culture makes, I think in general, sex is geared towards men. So I definitely know we want yeah. to talk about that. Like women should also feel good. Like yeah, this not, should be an not enjoyable be ashamed thing. to yeah. like have the sensation of pleasure and not just from like a sexual thing as Jess is saying, but like literally, you know, we're in this space right now and there's this beautiful dog by our feet and yes. there's these beautiful plants and like there's light and snow and it's like, wow, it's so all of this is this like, way. Yes. yeah, like so pleasurable to my nervous system. And so we'll talk about that too, ways that you can tap into your own pleasure. Cause I also feel like in the world, me studying a lot of trauma, being a network spinal chiropractor, being a breakthrough coach, a lot of people are like, yeah, do your work and heal your trauma and like go into the depths of the <laughs> darkness. And while that's important, if you constantly are doing the work, but you don't have safety and stability and pleasure in your central nervous system, you will continuously live in a trauma feedback loop. And if you don't have community and people to witness you in that safest space of safety, you will again feel like you're always doing it alone and be like, yes. why do I keep 
repeating these patterns? Why do I keep having these patterns show up? Right. So as you can tell, this podcast is like a massive encyclopedia of like what we're going to dive into, <laughs> but we just want to like, you know, give you some golden nuggets. And yes. I think we got, excited. we were going to give like a little bit of context to who, who we were yes. right outside of not just what we do for a living, but who we are as people. Oh, so just beings. I don't know, Jess is like, do you want to, Sure. We were making good eye contact there. <laughs> uh, I'm Jess, and I um, am a mother of two boys. I was a single mom for a while. I was married, and then I got divorced, and I was a single mom, and I have so many gems from that time because, honestly, like being a single mom was some of the best years of my life. Yeah. And now I've had to learn to share parenting <laughs> again with Mel's brother, Michael. Uh, but I am a holistic occupational therapist. That's what I went back to school for was to work in occupational therapy. And I got out into the world of Western medicine and I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Because while I was in, I got divorced while I was in grad school, right? So while I was in grad school, I was not only learning all this stuff, but I was undergoing this huge transformation. Because mm-hmm. when I got divorced, I was like, I will not be repeating this cycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not going to happen to me again. And so I was like doing all this deep and heavy work to the point where I was like six weeks of like euphoria and like mm-hmm. dis- self-discovery. And it was so cool. But I basically was undergoing this huge transformation of like freedom while I was working into a system to me that feels really bound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I got into the field, I, I gratefully landed in a place that is not as bound as other medical fields working in mental health. And then the more I did, the more restricted I felt in like I have a lot of skills that I are not recognized in the Western medical system. Yeah, you do. And I would make progress with these people and then their insurance would be like, you're no longer addressing goals, discharge that person. Or that person would start to do really well and they would lose benefits. Yeah. And then they fall on their ass again because they don't have support, the system right? to support them or we're not able to like scaffold, build them up support because it's just not set up like that. Yeah. And so basically I was like, fuck this shit. I'm not going to do this anymore. (laughs) And so I left the medical system. And so now I feel as though I'm a bridge between kind of holistic health and medical health, because I still recognize the amazing capacities of Western medical system. Absolutely. We need acute care. We need research and all of that. It helps us understand humanity better. And at the same time, I want to play a role in like prevention. And I want to play a role in natural healing because I want people to feel empowered in their own bodies. And we just, we lose that. We've been deconditioned or we've been conditioned to believe that we don't have these skills and these capabilities that we frankly do have. Mm -hmm. And I won't be a part of that anymore. So here I am. Love it. (laughs) Yeah, I love what you said, Jess, about you know, we want to make sure that while this podcast, hi, Olive, um, <laughs> while this podcast is raw, real, bold, we, I think all of us do a really good job at not like sitting here and turning it into like a bashing drama conversation. Right. Cause there's a lot of podcasts out there. If you want to just hear people like bitch and moan, but not actually take action. So we are, we try to walk our talk and yes. while we recognize the gaps in certain systems we're here to create something different because we don't want to stay 
in that. So you might hear us in certain episodes share our opinion and we'll be truthful about like, hey, this is opinion versus fact. Right. This is experience versus wisdom, right? So no, absolutely. thanks for sharing your experience. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Thank Jess. You. I'm glad Michael met you. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just share really quickly. Like yeah. <laughs> my mom set Michael and I up because thanks, she was Deb. like, yeah, she was like, <laughs> if you ever listen to this. <laughs> you got to meet Michael. you got to meet Michael. And I'm newly divorced. And I'm like, I'm not going to go meet Michael. I don't even know who this guy is. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then one thing led to another. And she had us like meet ac- accidentally. Mm. I'm saying that with a uh, little. Because of this one, right? Because of all of the dog. Oh, um, you were in met. that first episode. And then um, I started, Michael was like, oh, bring your son. My son was struggling with health stuff to go see Mel. And then um, so my son started seeing Mel and all of these medical professionals that have been treating him couldn't figure out what was going on. And Mel had him feeling better in less than two weeks. And then um, through the course of his plan of care and then my plan of care, I talked to Michael a lot and then we fell in love and now he lives with me. (laughs) 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 And, um, but that's how Mel and I also started to get really close is through those plans of care, but also because I'm dating your brother. So you see me at family events. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's great. That's it. Jess has become a really good friend of mine. So they're really cute by the way, Michael. And if you ever have the pleasure of seeing them in person, it's very nice. It is. Thank you. Yeah. How about you, Ash? Oh, geez. Who am I? What a question. I struggle because I don't want to immediately tell you what I do for a profession. Not that that's not important, um, but also because I think that's what we always do, right? Like we're, we ask little kids, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? But we're not asking them what kind of people they want to be. We're like, how do you want to make money? (laughs) Dude, that's like such a good quote that. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I feel like that's a whole nother podcast episode. Um, But I am Ashley. I am very happily married to my husband, Scott. Um, let's see, I'm an avid reader. I am aiming to read 52 books next year. I almost got it this past year, but I was slacking a little what? bit. There was a little slacking. It's a wow. book a week. I read yeah. every evening. It's, no, how I, it's how I wind down. Um, I also read really fast, so it sounds like a lot, but it's 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 easier. She does. <laughs> so yeah, I love reading, and I'll read pretty much anything, but don't give me any mystery or romance in case. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. I don't need any of that in my life. If you love that, though, reading is great regardless. Um, let's see. I I do. I work. I work with. You mm-hmm. prefer that language? I work with. Mel, um, at Inspire Life in the office. So I'm an office manager there and I also do trauma informed yoga. So, um, we talked a little bit about that. If you did hear our like transition inspire life podcast, I did sort of mention like what that's all about, but, um, my life as many people's lives is heavily influenced by my trauma. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted, um, you know, very similar to Jess, I really thought I was going to be a nurse practitioner. I was going the um, very standardized medical route. Um, I worked as a nursing assistant for a long time and I have, I have, I have extensive experience with hospitals and all that uh, medical professionals of every kind working in them as well as being a patient in them. Um, and like Jess, I was like, ah, this is, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> like, you know, like a lot of it is great. And again, it's so much of it is necessary. And I'm grateful that we live in a place where I have access to those things. Um, but it always felt, especially as a woman, I just felt really not heard. I don't mm-hmm. know. I really like almost even at some, um, appointments, like even disregarded, like what I, what I thought wasn't relevant, um, about my own body. And I sort of, 
I don't know. That didn't feel right to me. I felt like I should be the authority on my body. If you know more about something else I'm in my body than I know, that's great. Like, tell me about my liver. I don't know a whole lot about my liver, you <laughs> know, like, right. Like, <laughs> like, that's all fine if that's what the issue I'm coming in for. But the point that I'm saying something in my body isn't correct. I think that that should be heard in a way it wasn't necessarily being respected um, in, in modern Western medicine. So I actually met Dr. Mel because I was referred to her. Um, and I was like, staunchly, I was still like kind of firmly rooted in regular Western medicine. So when I was referred to a chiropractor, I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just, I, you know, I was like, we, mm. we are some bullshit. No, I'm just I was like, uh, I don't, you know, kind of bullshit, I'm yeah. like, you know, by the time I was referred to her, I'm, I'm sure we'll, like I said, we'll get into our own personal stories a little bit more, but I was very physically and mentally unwell by the time that I was referred to Mel. So I was like, yeah, okay. A chiropractor is going to help me. I've had surgeries. I've done Those multiple witch things. Doctors. Yeah, I was like, okay. Um, so, but I did go. And of course it was incredibly beneficial. Obviously I'm a totally uh, changed person now, but she made me realize that, you know, that, that the kind of intuition that I was feeling for um, not being heard, not being trusted was something I should listen to. Like there's a way to um, honor my body and what it's saying. And that I really believe is what trauma informed yoga is really about. Like it is, it is yoga in its purest form. Um, but it really allows people to respect their bodies, utilize their bodies, work with their bodies. And so I'm really passionate about people being able to, like I said earlier, um, it's okay to feel uncomfortable. And a lot of people don't, I think they hear that and they're like, uh, but it doesn't feel good. And that mm -hmm. might be true, but mm -hmm. ultimately we're human beings who get the whole spectrum of emotions. So, um, I really just like to empower, especially women, but men as well. I think it's just more, more women do yoga. I think right now anyways, in this mm -hmm. space than men. Um, and so I really like to give them this conversation with their body. And sometimes your body will say things that don't feel comfortable, but how can we sort of move through that? So that's my, that's my passion. Um, I also really like to cook and bake. So if you, if you Ash ever want to be fed, chef. yeah, uh, Jess calls me a kitchen witch and I like this yeah. title. Oh, I really I enjoy like this that. title. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So, um, if you ever want to be fed by me, I love to feed humans. So oh, you're so good at it. throwing that out there. I'm going to take a beat real quick. Go on. Lay down. There are animals. Lay down. Down. As Ashley was sharing her powerful story, these animals were like, oh, yeah, I'm here to, like, receive <laughs> this energy. <laughs> Ashley's, like, a powerful manifester, too. Um, yeah, we'll definitely get into, like, more specifics. Yeah, Because your story sure. is, like, very powerful and it always inspires me. Um, Thank you. That's nice. I don't yeah. – it's so hard for me to view – it that way you know, know what I mean I'm like I it's know. my story it's, maybe when you hear it on yeah. a podcast you're like damn that's a good <laughs> story <laughs> wow, who is that <laughs> oh, love it. Yeah. Love how it. did she become such a kitchen witch yes and that I think it's important too as we'll go into in future episodes like more of the in-betweens right instead of the a to z like what's the flavor within that so because it wasn't always butterflies and rainbows no you know it no. wasn't like I did this thing and then I did this thing and now I'm like good there's no it's a so easy to there. tell the story that way right because right. I because it to me that's I'm there now I'm in the good place right so right. it's easier to tell that story that way but ultimately I mean that was some shit that we that went through shit. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and even in the good place where we all feel like we are right now, like it's still not butterfly. Oh no, absolutely yeah. not. That's a great point to make. Yeah. Like I, I still hide on my couch with a blanket and pajamas on some days off, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's a real thing. Once a month during my cycles, <laughs> yep. everybody in my house knows that it's going to be a bad time. <laughs> yeah. yeah let me just uh, avoid. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that two different phases. Um, I'm coming out of just coming out of ovulation. Yeah, I'm a little ahead of you. Yeah. I think we're almost synced. I am about to ovulate. Yeah, Jess is, Jess is like shifted. We were all synced up at once and then we weren't. Yeah. I'm two weeks ahead. Yeah. Yep, it's true. We're just chasing Jess, I guess. Yeah, we're trying yeah, to yes. catch up with her. We will definitely talk. We'll probably sync yeah. more like because of this podcast. Yeah, because we'll be spending more time together. <laughs> That's true. I feel like if you're interested in that, we are 100% going to be doing episodes yeah. on this. Yeah. We discovered us sinking might not be as much of a strength as we would want yeah, it to be. For because sure. it's like, you know, that we, we're not as balanced as mm-hmm. we could be if we're all in different places. But we all are also on the same wavelength, which could create some really fun shit. Yeah, that's true. True, true. I realized when you were sharing, I was like sunk into the couch and that this... Depending on what video we use for this, I was like totally not. I was like in this plant. Were you? Um, so we'll see how this turns out. But now I'm like, oh, I should probably move. Like I aspire to be into a plant. Story. So, yeah. So yeah. Oh, this is plants. good. Fungi. Thanks for sharing, Ash. Yeah. What about you, Mel? Me? Okay. I'm not going to lead with my role, but I feel like w- the way that I impact the planet, like the role that I play as my quote unquote job is such like connected to my sole purpose. Um, but I'll, I'll follow Ashley's lead because she's a good leader of that. So I, I love to be active. Um, I definitely identify as like an athlete, um, different phases, different journeys of that since I was five years old. Sports were always a thing that, and movement is the way that I tap into like my spirit, yeah. like spirituality. And that's actually how I got into the type of work that I do, network spinal care. For those of you who don't know, it's a form of chiropractic that really works with the nervous system. Um, I like to call it chiropractic 3.0. I'm also in the process of learning a lot of other methodologies like somatic work. Some of my mentors, um, Dr. Brian and Chelsea Ray, teaching me more genius frequency stuff, more to come on that. But I got into chiropractic because I suffered a pretty severe rugby injury to the point where when I got tackled and those of you who listen to the inspire life podcast, which Michael is going to still be doing that. Um, you can listen to a lot of our stories on there, but I, yeah, this, these little doggos <laughs> are just like loving on us. Maisie is really interested. Right yeah. Now. Um, I couldn't sleep laying down. Mm. Like I had to sit laying up. I couldn't breathe. So I injured my AC joint, probably did something in my clavicle that never really got addressed but the PT the person or the personal trainer and the physical therapist at the time were like you should go see a chiropractor I was like what are they gonna do for me I had no idea (laughs) similar reaction yeah so I I totally get it and I went to the initial chiropractor it was an okay experience and then my other rugby coach Janet shout out Janet to you if you're listening to this um she said you know you should go to a different chiropractor they do something really different and I said why uh, why isn't it the (laughs) same thing I don't understand so I went and before Dr. Hilpish even worked with my system, he educated me on the body's intelligence, the autonomic nervous system, and how unless you get to the underlying cause, you're just going to be scratching the surface and you're not going to get to like the underlying wounds. So when I saw him, I was not only <laughs> dealing with playing with these dogs here. Um, if you can hear like wagging of a tail, I love it. <laughs> of course, the Project Linus podcast attracts animals. <clears throat> 
Shout out to all our animal listeners. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so when I started working with him, he only worked with one part of my spine. And I, my low back pain went away. My menstrual cycle started to re-regulate. At that time, I had been taking birth control for five or six years. We'll get into that. And it was destructive to my emotional mental health. Like it yeah. was, it was destructive. Um, so one day I woke up, I was like, why am I doing this? Went off that. And my life like altered. Uh, I was playing high level rugby at the time in France and Wales and Canada and oh, cool. I had no idea you played yeah, overseas. That's neat. I did. Yeah. We played the French women who are fucking amazing at I've rugby and kicked our ass, but it was it. great. Love it. <laughs> and then they're like, you want some wine after? Like they literally, instead of bringing out like beer and kegs, it was bottles of wine. Fantastic. Yeah. It was my epic. kind of rugby after yeah. party. <laughs> if Debbie's listening to this, which I, I hope she does, because I think she'll really vibe with this podcast. Her and I played together in, in France. So I was really grateful to have experienced a trauma that then turned into what I call a triumph because that's what, I don't know if I would have pursued chiropractic if it wasn't for that. And then once, you know, to keep it short, went to school, decided that was what I was going to do. Then I discovered Network Spinal, which altered my life again. We're always like on these like trajectory shifts up the spiral. And that allowed even deeper mental, emotional healing from my trauma, which I'll share more about. And in school is like, I'm going to open a practice. I'm going to start a center. Um, our bigger goals to have land that's still, that's always been my goal since yes. 10 years ago. And it's been an upward spiral ever since. So Inspire Life was birthed in 2017. Oops, I just kissed the microphone. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do. Ashley yes. told me. So. Exactly. <laughs> And then come like 2019, 2020, I was feeling these impulses to expand into deeper work and connecting with women and collaborating. So that's where Project Lioness was birthed. It's had a couple different names, but we've landed on this for now. Yeah. So. And I would just add to your story a little bit yeah. that like you're so much more than, I mean, your sole purpose. You kind of went over that a little bit, but you are... So, so good at getting people to connect with their purpose mm. through like the, through the map of their body. Yes. Mm. Right. Everybody kind of lives in their heads nowadays and you're like, no, 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 no. Come here. <laughs> your body. Let is me here. show you what's already Away. here. Yep. Your body is already talking to you. Let me help you connect the two. And with that, I mean, you just see it in the people who have left testimonials the people that you interact yes. with at the office that like your sole purpose is helping people connect to their sole purpose too which Absolutely. is very cool 100 percent. she also left out and i'm sure she'll talk about it but she's a fantastic speaker Aww. if you have if you can't tell from this and teacher i really enjoyed the classes i used before i worked with mel i definitely like attended some of the classes that we do in the office and it i was so blown away by how well i could understand things that i had like never learned about so not to like just shower you with praise no, but well here that. we'll just bring her back down she's an average cook yeah, yeah. 100%, there you she's go. an average, average cook, cook. That's right. sometimes i'm an asshole <laughs> no yes. I, that is true thank you both i yeah. i really do it's so easy for me to talk about like my quote-unquote job but i i literally don't see myself like going to work right like i know our mission will unfold into higher ways of alignment but as jess said like i i think it's a gift and a curse like i just see the potential and people's purpose in them so much sometimes before they see themselves 
and even sometimes before they're ready to see themselves. Oh yeah, you said that to me once some years ago when I was first starting to see you, and it fucked me up. Because <laughs> I believe, like, you know what I, I mean? Like, to like fuck it shit just up. really in a good way, I should say, <laughs> in a good way. But I was like, oh, she sees me. But <laughs> let's let's preface this with. When you go in to see Dr. Mel, she's gently touching you. Oh, yeah. And you're like, how is this going to do? Yeah, anything? you're like, what the? Like, I remember when I went in and she just checked my back and she like put, I was like, oh, I felt that in my belly button. You're like, that's nice. That's interesting. And then the next day I was like, my whole back hurts. <laughs> but like in a good way. And all you did was touch one spot on my back. And so like if you're able to, to see like affect people with just a touch like that, it gives you so much more resonance in the words that you have too. Yes. If that makes sense. It's Absolutely. Like she knows with just a touch how to fix my entire back. And now she's telling me that she believes in me and knows that I have this like potential that I don't even see in myself yet. Like yes. it's, it's like, oh, it's very powerful. Mm, it is. Thank you. Thank you. I hope well, that made sense. Yes. It did to me. It did to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's the important We'll see what the here. listeners right. comment. <laughs> comment below. Mel is an actual witch. <laughs> a lot Ashley of is a kitchen witch. call her that. So yes. So are yeah. you, Jess. What are I'm you an, talking I'm about? I'm an energy witch and a nature witch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We all have like our flavors of witchery. Of witchy and, energy. And Linus yeah. witches. Yes. yes. Thank you too. I appreciate that. I actually, yeah. I shared this in a recent post or something. I used to be terrified of answering the phone and answering the door yeah Be like mom someone's <laughs> calling she's like why don't you pick up the phone i'm like because i don't want to because i was terrified of like messing it up and no 100 perfectionism is a trauma response That's y'all real thing time. and um, if you felt like you weren't able to speak your truth for so totally. long using your voice in any kind of way is yeah hard yeah and i sense like all of us in this podcast, you know, to really like sum up what we're here to create and what we're here to give permission to you as a listener or a viewer is realizing sometimes when you speak bold truths, like you're going to have contrast. Yeah. You are going to come across roadblocks and we have all done a version of our work where we are learning to do that more. We give each other permission all the time. And that doesn't mean like you're a jerk or you're an asshole in the world. But when you start to know your purpose and we are, our goal in this podcast is to inspire you to pursue that authentically. When you start to do that, there will be moments and sensations where you cannot hold it back. Right. And if you do and you shove it down, it's going to manifest as physical symptoms, mental, emotional challenges. And so I guess I want to live a coherent life. And so in that physical and verbal expression of this podcast, like healing is going to happen. You may feel uncomfortable. Notice that in your body. We may come up at points of like, well, I never shared this, but, but I'm going to now because now is the time. Oh yeah. I'm also, I'm a crier. So hundred yeah. percent. I cried this morning already. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> when I tell my story or share, I'm even if I'm like have dealt with it or done my own work. So we'll definitely there'll be vulnerability on our side too. We're mm -hmm. not asking you to be the only people that listen to this and go, oh, I feel exposed. Like definitely, there's vulnerability on on our side. Yeah. Well, so that's who we are. Yeah. Intro podcast. Anything else? We're going to talk about a lot in the next years, months. Yes. There'll be many you know, seasons of this. Yeah. I guess just remember that w what we're speaking from is from our truth and our experience. And that might not be your truth and your experience. And so just uh, 
like we do. We have truths that are different from one another. Yes. We're in sync with a lot of things. That's yeah. why we're all here together. But we also have truths that are different. And mm-hmm. so we're going to have differencing of, different of opinions and differencing of an opinion. Yep. That's different. Close. Opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Make up yep. a word. You're we, a witch. Will you have, <laughs> we will Words. have different opinions and you might have different opinions than us. And I think the biggest thing is um, respecting that opinion and hearing it out without completely rejecting yes. it as somebody else's truth. Right. And right. that takes, I mean, for me personally, I can speak like that takes some, some real work. Like that yeah. takes some real difficult work. Like I know, like you mentioned, just like we align on many things, but there are some things that we don't. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's been really eye opening for me to be in close relationships with people I love and respect and then have to sort of rectify, Oh, well they don't believe the same thing that I do in that way. And how my, my mantra through my whole life for that has been, we are more alike than we are different. Mm. And I say that all the time in the office when I have a, a personal challenge of understanding. So if you find that useful, we're not here to convince you of anything. We're not here to change your view or to force you to our, our preferred thing. Because again, we don't, that's just not who the, who we are, right? It's just mm-hmm. not the kind of people that we are. But if you drink the Kool Aid, it's pretty good. Yeah, right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's no. Not what this no. Is. I feel no. like we're here to help you find but your like Mel. Like we said, Mel's so good at finding your purpose. Yeah. I think part of, like part of this podcast and my hope is, anyways, that you feel called to step into your authentic purpose as a woman or a man. Mm-hmm. For that matter. So. And and with that with finding your purpose, with agreeing or not agreeing with all of us. Uh, for me, I'd like this to be more than we're just sitting behind mics on a uh, camera and talking to you. Like if you disagree with us on something, like we want to know Comment. about 100%. it. percent. That's like, how we grow. Yeah. Yes. And, and you might have a perspective that we need to see and we need to hear. And we are, we are open to that. And yes. even if it is like, again, difficult for us to move through, that's ultimately what we want. We are, we are trying to grow yeah. always, right? We're we don't not- want to be stagnant. Yeah, you two said it beautifully. We're not here to create groupthink. Um, yeah. That's really dangerous. Cancel culture is very dangerous. Now, if you need to set a boundary and someone is actually being harmful to you and posts or podcasts are creating a lot of dissonance in your life, yes, set a boundary. But if there's a difference of opinion of, let's say, a health topic, you'll hear us work through that. Right. And so, again, our invitation is like, invite you to like be curious about hmm I'm feeling that like I feel a little edge with that why is that right right that's part of the play that's part of it finding pleasure in moments of discomfort like because when you really sink into pain right on the other side is pleasure like it's like right there for you to explore right one of the things I don't know if you two you wouldn't know this but I've created it like intro outro and I'm really resonating and it could change, but some of the like three themes is power, more like empowerment, not powering over people, but power from within. So empowerment, purpose, and play. Yes. Because at the end of the day, we can get serious and like talk about finding your purpose, but if you're not enjoying it and like finding yeah. play, your life's going to probably kind of suck. Right. <laughs> Who wants to sit in a life that is just work? I, that doesn't sound yeah, no positive to me. No. So with that, anything else, friends, lionesses? That's it for me. I'm good. Doggos. All right. Well, this is Dr. Mel. Ashley. And Jess. And we are here <laughs> to guide you in finding your power and reclaiming your power. We are here to inspire you to pursue your purpose with authenticity and ultimately invite you to play all out in life. Until next time. Love it. Bye, guys. Bye. Ciao. 
Thank you for joining the Project Lioness podcast. Did you find value in today's episode? Help us impact the lives of others by sharing this podcast with someone you know who would resonate and benefit from the Project Lioness message. Excited to hear more? We invite you to subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in on. And we'd be so grateful for you to leave us a review about what you enjoy most as well as what you'd like to hear more of. Thank you so much for all of your support. Sincerely yours in power, purpose, and play. Dr. Mel with the Project Lioness podcast. Keep rising, keep roaring, and keep inspiring.